0: hey guys and welcome back to yet another episode of season two of talking with Andrew and Chris I'm still Andrew and I'm Chris and today we are very excited to bring you our conversation with the one and only Luciano Ferrara of the ensuing disaster
1: yeah this dude is all over the place in the best way possible he writes you know poetry he writes songs he has solo music he's in a band he really does it all he's been everywhere and he's he really doesn't show any signs of slowing down and we got to talk to him about all of it sometimes a little incoherently but that's what you get when you talk to him and if you know him then
0: you know yeah luke is one of those cats that's just super all over the place and it, in a good way in a fun way and i think you guys will be able to realize that very quickly into this conversation that he is not only super passionate about what he's doing but he's just doing so much that you know it's good that he has bandmates because they help him reel it all in as, as we we learned in this conversation
1: yeah for sure speaking of bandmates Chris and I are bandmates in our band that I'm sure you guys only love to hear about the stash we've got a new song out called give it time and we'd appreciate it if you guys would go give it some time you're and listen to it and check out the new lyric video that's up we worked really hard on it and everyone who worked hard on it did a really good job and we think you guys are gonna like it
0: yeah I think you guys are really gonna gonna love this song if you uh, sit down with it and give it give it some time and
1: yerp
0: (laughs) oh god that's such a bad sorry about us today anyways with that being said at the stash ny on all the uh social medias that you guys have we're on those too uh what a coincidence what wow what a coincidence and then the last thing that i want to talk about is a a little bit of a new venture of mine uh i have this other podcast i know surprise surprise. wait what yeah i hadn't thought of a good way to tell you so i guess well this isn't where to tell me (laughs) Oh, we're really feeling ourselves today, as the kids say. Something was in my Dunkin' Donuts bagel, man. That's what I get for getting a bagel from a donut place. That that is true. Very astute observation. Yeah, but so this other podcast is called Talkin' TV. T-A-L-K-I-N-T-V. It's a part of our network, the Talkin' Podcast Network. And, you know, I thought to myself, hey, if no one's picking us up, uh, excuse me, Mom. Then fuck it. We're going to make our own network.
2: Oh, That's right, down. baby.
0: The Talkin' Podcast Network is here. And we're proud to be a part of it, aren't we? I just found out about it now, but I'm really proud. Yeah. Yeah, you did. So, basically, the show is a show where I use the uh, two and a half years I was at film school to try and talk about TVs and film in a way that those YouTubers don't, which is intelligently. So hopefully you guys like it. We talk about the Mandalorian in our first episode. My co host name is Dom, aka The Movie Nerd, and he will introduce himself to you in public as The Movie Nerd.
1: He does do that.
0: He does do that. So we're serious about it, is the reason why I go into that. And if you guys are, you know, interested in just maybe learning a few things you might not know, uh, learning about a little bit of technique, you know, I'm not saying I'm the, uh, the 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 greatest filmmaker of all time, but this boy does know a little bit about filmmaking, so.
1: I can confirm that. He knows a little bit.
0: And with that being said, speaking of filmmaking, this next song has an amazing video out for it right now. The coloring is beautiful. The, the set design is awesome. Luke did a bang-up job with him and his band on Lavender and Honey right here on Talkin' Podcast.
2: Check it out! Taste your night but the smell your sweat. Send the wave down.
0: Hey guys, and welcome back to the second episode of the second season of Talking with Andrew and Chris.
1: I'm still Andrew.
0: <laughs> and I'm still Chris, and today we are joined by not only a very talented musician, not only someone who time and time and time and time and time and time again pushes me to get better at my music because of how good his music is, a friend. We're joined by a friend today folks, that's right Luciano Ferrara of Luciano Ferrara and the Ensuing Disaster Luke, what the etch is up
3: Oh, what's cracking my G? Quite an that intro Chris nice. <laughs> yeah, That's
2: super nice what
3: you just said I'm, I'm, I feel very good about that Thank you so much
0: Hey man, I would never tell that
3: it that fires you
0: Yeah, I mean, listen, I would never say that to your face, but... Chris says a lot of things about...
1: (laughs) Chris says a lot of things about a lot of people, but one thing he always says about you is very talented.
2: Oh, that's so nice.
1: Cool, well, thanks for for joining us, Luke.
0: It's been awesome talking to you. Uh, We'll see you around, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, guys. All right, so, Luke, we know you, but... Let's just assume that there are people listening to this who don't. You know, let's cuz you're, yeah, well, <laughs> you're playing with let's get crazy. Yeah, let's get crazy. You're you're playing with a band for the first time in a long time and and this time you are the guy who the band is behind, which is a first for you. But I think that before we get into this chapter, which we will get into, we got to paint the picture of your musical journey, sort of how we got to where you are right now, and leave nothing out because we gotta fill 50 minutes. So okay. somehow, uh, <laughs> take us
1: back.
3: Yeah. Okay. Well, actually, that's it's really ironic that you say that. So um, seven years ago from tomorrow, uh, when give, I was 16, give, give a date for all, for all the folks. Uh, November 9th. Um, cool. I had a friend who. Uh, when I was 16, he passed away in a car accident. Um, and I like wrote a song about it and that was the first thing that like I put out. Uh, and it was like a really big catalyst for me to do that. And, you know, so it's good to remember that and like appreciate what that, what that means. Um, yeah. So then I put out an EP, uh, that wasn't very good, (laughs) but it was really well produced um then I did a full length um I'm not even going to give you the name of the EP because it's bad uh the full length was called cover to cover that was like a really raw thing like we didn't really do a lot of production on that at all um and yeah it was crazy I had like a whole map on my wall of like giant drawing pad paper like, you know, like, you know, like the uh, thing from Always Sunny in Philadelphia, the Pepe Sylvia map, like the crazy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, I had that. I had like, I cut like shoelaces, like as webs. It was great. It was fucking awesome. I mean, I feel, I feel like uh, felt like an evil mastermind. You know, it's crazy.
1: I mean, so, some would say you could be. Oh,
3: I like this. Um, yeah. So, sorry, dog. Just sat on my dog's head.
0: <laughs> uh, oh god i feel like that's a way bigger she, problem than you just
3: presented she shouldn't, put her, Dude, yeah, she,
1: she shouldn't have put her head where your butt was gone
3: can i i i can curse right i can like
1: yeah whatever you want you
3: can say whatever oh, you want cool um balls uh, <gasps> any, anyway uh where were we oh the full length um yeah and then then i joined crosscheck and we did all the crosscheck stuff and that was cool like that was a lot of fun um those are cool guys. Yeah, so then Krusek, uh broke up, and I did a split with Dan Thompson from My Heart, My Anger, who also I thought wasn't playing anymore, but I just saw he's like doing some shows. Uh, he did one with Have Mercy, so that's cool. Like he's a cool dude. He's got a really great voice, um, and he's and he's like a sweetheart. He's like a giant teddy bear. It's great. Is uh, Have Mercy
0: so- a Full House reference?
2: I don't. I don't know. I mean, I don't it's, actually know it's exactly definitely it.
1: from Full House, but I can't verify that Uncle Jesse invented uh, "Have Mercy." Okay. I mean, Fair I enough.
3: most of most of the good bands are named after like song titles, like true. The, so I'm, far as the song, title, I'm sure
1: John Stamos I, popularized I, it.
0: Hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm sure there's a fucking pop punk pop punk band out there called Sandlaw or something. Like. <laughs> <laughs>
3: it's. There's definitely squints and there's definitely a ham. Oh, or like or like oh, me, you know
0: for right. sure
3: fair enough so
0: so um, uh check breaks up and uh, you you do a oh, split, split with my heart my anchor
3: split with my heart my anchor um then uh oh yeah then then there was like another ep that i don't like um that uh was called the floor is not your home i don't like that one i really wanted to call it king of the floor and then uh, Family Thief put out an EP called uh, King of the Lord. <laughs> Why don't you like
1: it? You hate to see it, man.
3: Uh, I was so bummed. I was like, oh, it was such a good title, and I had to fuck it all up. Um, I don't like it because we recorded it three separate times, and it was just, like, really janky, and I was yelling a lot, and I hadn't really found my voice yet, like I did with uh, the next release. Um
1: Wait, like, you recorded it in three different places, or you recorded all the songs three times each?
3: Yeah, three times each in different methods, because we were having such trouble, like, doing the, uh, because there was a bunch of tempo changes in, like, two of them. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah,
1: that sounds very tedious.
3: What we did was, this is actually pretty wild, uh, we recorded a scratch track, um, and played that as, like, the metronome, basically. And I played to the like backtrack of myself playing the song, so we could get the timing right, and just turn the metronome off. So like quantizing it was like Im- like impossible. That
0: sounds absurd. That that doesn't what? yeah yeah that makes no sense that's, that's to me. Just, It just sounds like such a daunting it. task. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Looking back the, on the, it, is there any reward the in listening time. to it or?
3: Um, I like try agains. A good song I like that one um I mean the message I guess is cool but it's like kind of lame now that I think about it it's really like oh like you know don't be, don't be bummed out like you know it's no it's not like that that's I'm being mean to myself I guess it's like uh the point is don't Like, it's all right to, like, you know, be bummed about something or it's a right to be, like, in a rough place. But, like, as long as you're, like, kind of doing perpetual motion, like, don't stay, like, in one bad place. You just keep moving. Um, But, yeah, so screw screw that album. It went really bad. Um, But then I did – oh, well, there was a – on the tapes, on the cassette tapes for those – uh, We did one lime green and one like khaki or like brown, and it was like uh, when people asked what it was, we. Is we khaki, asked what khaki the, a color to
0: you? <laughs> <laughs> Kaki, I mean, khaki khaki like,
1: is a color. It's like a shade.
3: Or yeah, That's it's weird.
0: A hue. Uh, to me, it's not a color. I don't recognize khaki as a color. <laughs> it's
3: a, it's a <laughs> so pant. then, what? So
1: what does the word khaki mean to you?
0: It's a pant. It's a pants. type of pant. No, no,
3: you know pant. that there are
1: khaki no, shorts, right? Pants.
0: Yeah, I own some.
1: So then, there's khaki shorts and there's khakis, and then that's that's what it is.
0: It's a style of the pant. It's, have it's you ever the seen? It's okay, the, what color okay, look, are your khakis? it's not a color. They're they're tan. Dogger <laughs> tan <is not> khakis. <laughs> I shut up, Chris. We Luke, don't need to get into this. You guys are yeah, wrong. I'm right. Anyways, yes, Luke, keep going with your music. musical history here. Yeah, Luke, please oh, yeah, talk so yeah. Chris can't
3: pace this out. Okay, so um, yeah, so on the tapes, yeah, it was lime green and brown. If you want, um and like <laughs> we we were telling people like we would ask them which of the iconic duo from Tony Story was your favorite, if it was Buzz or Woody, and depending on what you said, that's the tape that we gave you,
1: honestly, that's um, genius, that's such a good yeah. way to do it,
3: yeah, it was really cool Sounds um, like a- and then on that tape was a bonus track that. Was a full band It was like basically the first full band song uh, And it was called Motion Sickness And then that went on a demo tape That's on Spotify But it's like two demo versions Of The Divide songs And The full band Motion Sickness Which I uh, which I did with uh, Ronnie I did with Ronnie uh,
1: Shout out the Sonic
3: Lab Yeah that was cool Ronnie's, Ronnie's a good guy We love Ronnie He's a, he's a cool drummer yeah, he really he really helped me make that song,
1: uh, dude. Plus, I I'm pretty confident he likes Woody more than Buzz. Don't quote me on it, but I feel I think he does.
3: Mm, I'm a Buzz Lightyear guy. Yeah, that's funny. A I mean,
1: listen, Buzz Lightyear Star Command, incredible cartoon show.
3: Yeah, exactly. Woody doesn't have a cartoon because he sucks. Oh, uh, Whoa, did. whoa! He had Woody's. <laughs> he had Woody's
1: Roundup. Okay, it was just in the fifties. Yeah, 50s. It,
3: yeah cause it, it was because it was like it was going on for a while. What are you talking about, dude? It wasn't in space.
1: All right. Sorry that they didn't have space in the fifties. Okay, it wasn't invented Stroll, yet.
3: The cowboy is like I learned this from Adam. Ruins everything is like not at all. It came from uh, like people like Buffalo Bill like telling like stories to Hollywood. Um, and the reason that everybody bought it was because in the West movie theaters were, like, the only places that had air conditioners, so everybody would go to them all the time. So the dude, like, made up stories to Hollywood directors, and then they put him in movies and made him, like, the, uh, you know, masculine figure that they are. Um, But really, like, it was settled by, like, prostitutes and, like, people of color. Well, so, I just, I just want
1: to, I just want to specify something. You said Buffalo Bill. Did you mean Billy the Kid? Because isn't Buffalo Bill the serial killer from Silence of oh, the Lambs? Oh yeah,
3: yeah, you're right, you're right. <laughs> I did say right. Buffalo. That's just- like push the lotion on the skin, right? Not that guy. That I'm is, actually yeah, really happy that, that I
0: have like a recorded Thank physical thing that. I can go back and reference of you messing up, Luke. <laughs>
3: that, that, that really. Yeah. But
0: I remember the Buzz Lightyear oh, cartoon. Streak,
3: I... It's 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 lost. <laughs> uh, yeah, Buzz Lightyear's great.
0: I remember the little, I mean, I really loved like how they had those little guys from Mario that you jumped on their heads and they died. Goombas? Yeah, and and the Buzz Lightyear cartoon. I thought it was cool that they did like (laughs) some cross
1: promotion. I have no idea what you're talking about,
0: but I'm just going to move past it and just
1: say that I think it it was really fun to see Buzz Lightyear come to terms with being a toy and just... That's what makes him such a great character, because he was like, I'm a space ranger, and Woody's like, the fuck you
0: are. You're a toy. toy. You
1: are. Yeah, yeah, we can't get into that.
0: <clears throat> so yeah, we had the yeah. Buzz Lightyear tapes. Um, we had the Woody and the Buzz.
3: Um. Okay. Yeah. The single, and then okay. Yeah. Then the Divide. Oh, I love that. I love that album. Yeah. I love get, get in.
0: Get into this one because there's a lot of cool stuff on this one. I, I think this yeah, is my favorite release yours so
3: far. Let's dive. There's a deep. major amount of lore. Yeah, we can do that with this. There's a super amount of lore. Uh. So I don't think I've ever like really talked about this before, but uh, this is like um. This is, this is my Acid album. You know what I mean? No, um, what do you
1: mean? No, we don't know uh, what you mean. Okay,
3: so like, I did Acid once uh, on the 4th of July when, um, like, before I wrote this, probably just after I finished The Floor. I don't think it was out yet. It was probably out for like a month or so. No, no, not what am I talking about. It came out like December. It's probably out for like six months. Uh, so... 4th of July, I took acid with two of my friends and it was like a lot more than we were supposed to because it's just, I'm not going to get into it. But like... Yeah, what friends yeah, would so those
0: I, be? Uh, yeah, can we have names and addresses?
3: <laughs> no, <laughs> I was I'm just
0: kidding. On record. Uh, Chris, you almost Chris, Chris, did it though.
1: Listen, Chris is known for calling the cops, so yeah. be careful.
3: I, I was going to i was gonna go with it. I was going to go with nicknames and then I was like, you now one of them was like, like, like I feel like one or two of them were way too well-known. Uh, <laughs> Cheddar? Like, no, definitely not. <laughs> anyway. Nah. So, yeah. So, like, the a big thing with that was, like... Oh, man, we're going to open up deep here. Um, so, like, at the time, it was always, like... I always felt like kind of two different people, right? Because, like... Like, everybody knew me as Luke. Because that's, like, what... I just introduced myself as most of the time. Not so much anymore, but before because it was easier than having everybody screw up my name and you know i was kind of nerdy and like i'm not really i don't know i really wasn't that confident and then i got to play so it was like almost like a persona like i mean it's i don't have a stage name but like it would feel like it you know what i mean like i was hiding under something that i was using that or like projecting that and then so i <laughs> tripping balls and uh i like went in the other room and Sat by myself for a while And like I don't know I kind of like Just kind of Got rid of the line Do you know what I mean? And just decided to be like That's the kind of person I am It's not like a division thing Hence The divide So yeah So that's what it's about Is is the separation Between your good half And your bad half But It's really vague Because You can't decide which is Better so like the question of do I want to commit to one thing, you know, like I don't know, like like a family, you know, I mean, I, I, Chris, I'm sure you like relate to this. It's like the, the question of like going after your dream, you know what I mean? Are you a bad person for going after the dream and like sort of abandoning people or something or like r- like putting off having a family or maybe like responsibility you should have? Sorry, my dog's whining. What's the matter, about me? Uh, yeah, putting off responsibility you have for your dreams, and so the album is supposed to be a conversation between the good and the bad half, and you can look at it either way because at the end, the title track, like the divide, is like it starts like what is it? Uh, had a chat with my better half before he got away, um, and so you're led to believe that it's the whole thing from the perspective of the the worst half, you know what i mean like the the sort of like abandoning people or like what's morally you know it's kind of vague but like what what you think is worse for you you know so then you got to look at it like from the other perspective of what you thought was the good half is the bad half and then you listen to it again and maybe it's like a little bit different um but yeah, that's kind of like the major themes in it. Uh, one of the really awesome things that we did was um, Alana Hope uh, from Foxy Dads. Uh, they just put out a really great record called In Case You Missed It on Chatterbot Records. So go check that out. It's really good. It's like, oh my God, it's like fairy, like it's like pixie goth pop. I really don't know how to describe it. It's just like its own thing. It's really cool. I've definitely never um, heard
1: anybody use those words yeah. in one sentence to describe <laughs> one thing.
0: Yeah, I have to check that it's out really just good. out of pure curiosity. Although I'm sure I like it. I like the Pixies. So, so.
3: yeah, Alana, they did um, the artwork for a set of tarot cards. It was like, I mean, I don't know, I, I don't know if we did the right amount. So I'm sorry if anybody's like, you know, like, oh, it's not a real deck. It's only like eight because there are only eight songs. But each card uh, has like a drawing based on the title and like the point. So like, um, what's like a good one? Like tight, like feet on a, on a tightrope. Oh, the divide is like a crack in the earth with the moon right in the center. It's like splitting the land, and that's what like the album artwork is. Like the poppies only grow on one side, and supposed to signify something's worse on the other one.
0: So why why the terror cards? It's a very cool idea, very unique. I've never Um, seen anyone do it. But like, what do those signify? Because this seems like. It's all too thought out for it not just to be a cool aesthetic thing. Oh. Am I right? Uh, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> hey man, I was trying to
3: help you out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he was no, setting no, you up to look no, so yeah. good.
3: No, it's got it. No, it's got a point. I mean, it like definitely when she sent me back the original artwork, I was like, oh, like that's because it looked like it looked like that kind of illustration and i was like oh that's incredible like but no no no. It, it is because you know there's phases that like i'm not big into astrology you know what i mean like there's a lot of phases and roles in tarot and i don't know i just feel like that might lead into like what you see yourself as um like what roles you see yourself as and like what influences that has like do you go through phases and that kind of thing um in terms of aesthetic like yeah it was really driven by the art like the art was really good and I was like oh man that's so cool like we could do something like it's like a collectible thing you know and I didn't think anybody had done it so I was like ah, this would be really dope like we can just mess around with this and and do something cool
1: and did you make physical cards
3: yeah 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 so we have decks like we have uh and they're like gold trimmed oh, or whatever hell yeah, yeah dude. they're really cool you're gonna have to send uh, us like, one um yeah the next just, time I come home listen I'll, just I'll, say
1: oh, yes I'll, for the podcast I'll, I don't care if you send it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to send it I think I have a few left and they're not really selling that much anymore so <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, hey, people, give, he's got a couple left. Well, you got to go the, buy those now.
0: Yeah, he's got only got a couple left, and now that you know about it, why would you not want one? Like, what artist is making tarot cards? That is brilliant. I love it, man. Mm, I love it. You.
3: Yeah, we also, um, one of my favorite merch designs, like, we don't really make a ton of merch because I'm broke, but, like, um, we did pins, like, little sparkly pins of, um, you know when you go to the diner and there's, like, little packs of jelly? Um, oh, yeah. Like, our our bass player, uh, Jazz Disconi, a.k.a. Cone Not a Sum 41 reference like everyone thinks um, But she was like my graphics person And doing all of like my production stuff with me Through the whole thing And then she uh, bought a bass Like a month before we had our first show And learned to play bass in my band And now, now she plays bass in my band, it's awesome Yeah, before we, uh, that, before we get into much, that though That's
1: pretty much how I did it too
0: <laughs> yeah that is pretty much how andrew did it it's pretty and
1: funny. it's how laura lee did it in karungbin for those of you who like karungbin she didn't know how to play the bass before being in karungbin either and she's
0: dank yeah so i mean let, let's talk about that luke like the decision i, I do want to know why after being a solo artist for I, I at least know over five years did you choose oh, to start a band and then also you know Cohen, you're you're a very skilled musician right so it's clear to me that you just wanted a friend in your band who I'm sure is, is growing and developing very quickly in her role as a musician because she's very artistic. Oh, sure. She's an amazing photographer. Like, I have no doubt she has chops. I mean, but it wasn't at a risk, top. right, to, uh, yeah. to have yeah. someone who never played before. So, like, why, why that decision and how has it been piecing together the ensuing disaster? I feel like we've, we've left the divide now and we're jumping forward to, to your new music that, that's coming out yep. real soon. And let's just talk about it all.
3: Okay. Um, yeah. So, basically, what happened was I was I wrote three songs, uh, and I recorded them with uh, Tristan Whitehead, and did. They were like, we kept them as mixes, and they were supposed to be. I was going to make a short film that they were soundtracking, and they were going to be like the the content of the film was going to be based on the uh the songs uh, and it was supposed to be called uh alternative medicine or like alt med it was like shortened it was like a whole thing that's actually where a lot of like our uh content for like the ad mats and stuff for this uh album like came from were from like old shoots for that so that was really cool that we got to bring it back so The the cover actually came from one of those shots too uh i love that cover dude it, i love the gate and everything yeah we'll, we'll get into that um so we did the alt med thing and then i went and took a chance and recorded uh because they were having a deal i went and recorded two songs uh with matt carlson and colin waldron from will away at steadfast studios in naugatuck connecticut cough blatant advertising um but they deserve it because they're the absolute greatest um yeah, it was like working with people who are better than you. That's how you, that's how you make a good record. Yeah. Well, that, pretty, well, that's what they know.
0: say, right? You want to have people yep. who you can mentor, people who are on your level, and people who are where you aspire to be. Mm-hmm. So yeah, if anything, I it think leg. it just is a testament to your you know, intelligence as a creative who is just constantly <laughs> trying to get better. Not many people realize that. You know, you, you mm-hmm. think you would, but not many people plus,
1: plus, if Luke is the least talented person in the room, that must be a crazy room. That's what I'm
0: saying.
3: Yeah, uh, not uh, they're really good is what I'm saying. I'm not saying like, oh, like, I'm the best. Like, they're really, really talented. Um, yeah, Willoway's, you know, going to start spooning out the soup, baby. It's going to be and, real good. And
0: and let's just uh-huh. get into that, right? Like, you were a fan of their band prior to working oh, with yeah. them, right?
3: Oh, yeah, I am a fan so, of them. So, so we'll
0: come so back sweet. to the ensuing disaster stuff. What was that like? You know, what did you learn? Uh, what uh, was that experience like? How was it getting to know a band that you liked on a personal level and, and creating was- with them?
3: It was like you know they say like don't meet your heroes it's like yo those aren't my heroes those are my g's um (laughs) like i uh i went and like stayed with them uh for like a day and we recorded two songs and they changed like drastically it was great um and then i loved it so much i was like we need to like redo the three songs and they need to be full band and like they need they need to be done here so i went back in january for like a week and I just crashed with uh Colin and Matt and hung out with his dog Odie. Uh what a good boy. Yeah, and we just like hung around in the studio and it was it was wild. Like it, it was it was so much fun. Like I like I we really got to know each other, which was great. Like we connected about a lot of like personal things. Like they kinda told me the the deets on like, you know, song inspirations and stuff you know they kind of gave me the track by track so that was super cool um yeah man what they what they have planned is like uh it's really i'm not gonna say anything it's really good though like it's it's like americana exactly how it needs to be because everybody's like super into like 80s stuff right now but they're doing it with like you know the context of today it's 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 really really impressive and also they did everything them like you know they they recorded it at their place they like you know they did all that and like uh dom oh man i'm sorry i can't remember his last name uh he mixed it but he's really really talented so if i can somehow go back and figure out exactly who i'm talking about we will do that um but yeah so we recorded the album with them and they were like, "You need to have a band to play this. You can't play this by yourself. Like that's stupid." So uh, yeah, I put together my band so we can. I'll uh, I'll walk you through. I'll walk you through the construction of the band. If well, you like, well,
0: hold on, because it's not every day that someone gets to work with an artist that they they look up to. Like, I want to know a little more, to be honest with you. Like, like what oh, did you like?
3: How I was feeling. Okay, yeah. What yeah, did you yeah, learn? Yeah, like, yeah. I'm, I'm sure yeah. knowledge had to be imparted. Oh, my God. Like, like, what did you uh, learn? Give, us, working give
1: with us the them? personal takeaway.
3: So, one thing that I really struggled with throughout the entire process is uh, harmonies. Like, I was really, really bad at harmonies. Um, An unnamed uh, engineer once said that Luke's voice is really good for anything that doesn't have melody in it or doesn't need melody or something, and I was like, oh, sick, thanks. That's messed
1: up. That is kind of a low blow.
3: Yeah, but no, it's fine. The first guy I ever recorded with uh, I did a cage the elephant cover and I was recording with a sock as a pop filter for $20 and he told me like 2 weeks later that my voice was so bad that he couldn't do anything with it. And he couldn't edit it to sound good. Well,
0: there ain't no rest so for the wicked, can...
3: man. Yeah. It was actually right before my eyes, but I <laughs> wanted Um yeah, so anyway, uh it was it was like I learned, you know, how to kind of figure out like meter and stuff. You know, because I had lots of words in the original versions, and we cut them, and it was more like letting the whole scale fly, like of the of the um, the band, like the potential of the band. So, you know, opening up to that was great. Um, Working with people who were just really into their equipment and their tech like knowing what they're doing was great. Like you can trust them. Uh we like did songwriting sessions. We were brainstorming. I wrote like one of the songs. I wrote like the verse uh the morning we were supposed to do it sitting on uh like Ford's couch and like (laughs) I cut, I cut it, like, seven times before he even woke up. Like, I was awake for so long because I was so anxious to, like, go in and deal. Like, like, when I first got there, the first time I got there, like, I had to sit out in the car for, like, a few minutes and, like, you know, like, shake my shit out and, like, get myself composed because I was, like, really so psyched to, like, be going in there and, like, hanging out with them.
0: Yeah, I remember you knew about them way before anyone
3: else. I mean, like... I mean, like save face and like North Runner, uh, Crosstown Train, On Your Marks, uh, like like the dude um, Alex from uh, America Part Two. Um, yeah, those guys are awesome. Uh, yeah, like like all those like Jersey bands and stuff, like May- Mayflower Collective. That's like how I knew them that early. Uh, was Mayflower Collective? So you know kudos to that because the head north like those guys like we like crosscheck did a show or two with them i think uh eli ritter who's in head north now he was in north runner like we played with them all the time we did we both did we did like simultaneous br- breakup and reunion shows together
0: <laughs> yeah i was For- there
3: <laughs> yeah oh man one was awesome and one was not uh yeah but one your
0: drummer couldn't play
3: uh, oh
1: i was at that one yeah, <laughs> yeah Andrew's at I went to that one and then and then the uh, the room got
0: evacuated like
1: unofficially because someone smelled some janky crap going on upstairs.
0: No, nah, uh, that's a different uh, show. You're confusing that with the hardcore show. Oh, yeah.
1: oh that's no. right. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. All, it's I don't all go to the loft a lot.
3: We were all <laughs> on that I'm not going to Yeah, we had issues. Uh we had people have to fill in for drums, but I'm not going to I, thought, home I, home I thought it was awesome. Yeah, it was. I mean, I still had a great time, but it was definitely not what we were hoping it was. Uh, the the the. Yes, yeah, so let's get back to like
0: what you took away from like working with people like that. Like what 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 you learned and stuff.
3: Um, I guess I learned to start playing in standard more, um, <laughs> for one. But like, in terms of like inspiration and stuff, they really like pushed me to to kind of widen what i listened to and like took in and really helped me to like just kind of like chill like just to, just to calm down and like stop like obsessing over things and 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 like to just sit back and listen to the mix and be like yo listen for like what you not what you think is like missing what you think just isn't there yet like I know that's a weird like phrasing that's not like a quote but like
0: not like uh, that there's like a positivity to that as opposed to like you know um, yeah it's a
3: potential it's it's not it's not a lack it, it's well i mean like literally it's a lack but it's not like you like actively are just like nah, don't want that like you you know it's you know what needs to be in there and sometimes you put something in and it doesn't work and you're like ah oh, like and it's you know you you pull that out but like you just got to figure out what you need from it and that was that was really great um,
0: That's cool. So I'm sensing a lot of growth from working with these yeah, guys.
3: Definitely. Definitely.
0: Fair enough. And uh, so they, they, they pushed you to start the ensuing disaster.
3: Yep. Yeah. Oh, love the name. I just, I'm just i super proud of that one. Uh, sorry. I don't mean to be No, nah, like, man. Hul. If anything, tell like, us all that, about it. Dude, the
0: members, the get, name. Um, get the hyped theme, on your new project. Dude.
3: Yeah. Get, let's hear yeah, about so, it. Yeah. So the ensuing disaster is uh, it started with me needing a band um and the first person that started working with me was uh was johnny manna uh johnny manna played guitar and keys for the first few songs or uh, like first few sets and then i met our drummer uh brendan beaver when i played his house venue in albany where i where i live uh 518 and uh capital region so like i met him i played a show at his house venue the orange peel Uh, With Winnebago Vacation Who is the partner of Alana from Foxy Dads So there's, you know, small world Yeah, and he was like, oh, I love your stuff Like, I listened to your album I was like, "All right, cool, you wanna play drums in my band? So, Brennan started playing drums Brennan is what I like to call the desk Of our band
1: uh, Why why is that?
3: He's like the business stuff, you know. Like, he's like, Oh, we got to do these shows, we got to get this EPK together. Like, hey, we got to get our like distro stuff together. And I'm like, And you call that True. a desk? Because, yeah. <laughs> because he's like the business, No, no,
1: I completely understand, but I've never been like, Hmm, this guy's the business guy. My first thought is not desk, but I, I get uh, it.
0: I guess me and Andrew, we're I, more like uh nook businessmen, not desk
1: uh-huh. businessmen. Yeah, we so. we like to stand, you know, and have those uh, weird, uh, extended little panels
3: yeah so we had johnny um and then we were looking for a bass player and cone was like i was joking with her and i was like yo just buy bass and like play bass in my band and then like two days later she was like all right so i bought the bass like when are we practicing so i taught her how to play bass and and play the songs uh yeah jess is like she said put me in coach yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I love
0: great. that. What initiative? Oh my god,
3: she um, she's like the lens, and that's like funny because she's a photographer. You get it. She's also um, our but, photographer no,
0: at the at the stash. And yeah. want check it
3: out? She's great. She um, it's nice. true. She like no, we. I'm sorry. Hold on. No, we can't play right now. You're gonna be way too loud. My dog's like trying to play.
0: <laughs> I love that.
3: Um, yeah. So no, we can't do that. So um. Yeah, she like kind of focuses me. That's why I call it a lens, because it's like I get like really, really wide. Like my my position is the generator. Like I'm like writing the content of the songs. You know what I mean? Like I'm not writing it alone. Like they're writing it with me, but like, uh, like I'm coming up with the concepts. I'm like kind of what sparks the energy. Like I'm the motivator. So it's well, you're the generator. name and you're the name in front
0: of the project. So I think that's a little bit implied. Yeah. But it's cool to know that but they in, also have some creative say. I wasn't R-X aware of that.
3: Release. We're uh, we're our next release. We're we're gonna drop my name, and we're just gonna go straight with the ensuing disaster because this one is sort of like a transition, and then going into it like this is the project. It's not just me anymore, and I don't really like being the focus that hard. Like I, I want it, cause then it seems like it's not an equal effort, and that's not how it is. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, trust us, we know,
0: dude.
1: Yeah, we, we know. <laughs> then,
3: then Johnny uh, Johnny had to work on his own stuff and and couldn't like you know commit so. Uh, we found somebody else, uh, Robbie, who who plays in who plays guitar. Robbie's like the groove. He's kind of like he reminds me of Shaggy from Scooby Doo. Uh, <laughs> he's sick. like very wavy, dude. He's he's like he's like totally Kyle. You know, you remember from the dude, show?
2: Totally. This one time
3: I saw a spider and I was like, Whoa! Oh, and spider. Like, Whoa! Spider was like, Whoa!
0: Kyle!
3: <laughs> wow, I forgot Wait, about well, that. Well, to be oh fair, we
1: God. all know a Kyle.
0: Luke, yeah, so like are we about Robbie's to get dancing like, lobsters up in the studio? Are you about to pull something on us? Right here the dancing lobsters. <laughs> we're
1: about to get some hillbilly uh, moments.
2: Ah, uh,
0: really, really uh, so good. This could be, be such a tangent. Yeah, for yeah. another day, another yeah. day.
3: Yeah, or yeah, I'm running real tight on time. Uh yeah, so putting the band together, we finally got the band together and you know, we rolled out the songs, we did the music video with timeline visuals. Uh that's like uh Joey Lorimer, who used to be in Losing Streak, and uh, Danny Graham, he's the colorist who did the video for Lavender and Honey, which is wild. It's super good. They did a great job. Um, like the album comes out next week, uh, November fifteenth.
0: Well, by the time it's, by the time this is up, it is already out. So say whatever you it's want. It's already it,
3: out, bro. Uh, well, yeah. Uh, okay, so yeah, check out the album. It's streaming all over the place. Uh, hopefully, the the distro like. Meant knew what I meant when I put and as a collaboration, so like maybe it'll create like you know a separate page, you know what I mean? Because I was trying to separate them so we could stream from two places and beat the system. But I don't think it's gonna work like that.
0: Gotcha. So tell us about tell us about the album then. You know, you, you sort of talked to us about like finding your band and stuff, but this new release, like like what's it mean to you? What's what's it stand for? I'm sure you're the kind of guy that has that. So.
3: Uh yeah. So the EP is. There's a theme to the EP, right. Um, so I did my honors thesis at U Albany about a novel that I'm writing, which is based on a mythology and cryptozoology, right? I know there's a lot of big words. Um, that, like, basically it's just, like, you know, like Sasquatch and stuff like that. So, okay. like, there called fearsome critters and it's like basically stories that lumberjacks would tell at camps to explain like the unexplainable that was going on uh like in the woods so basically i'm saying basically a lot so there's i said in my thesis that there's like this thing called the trio theory where you need three roles and you have the instigator who's like the person who is telling the story you have the support role who's like kind of saying like oh yeah like my cousin over in wherever town saw one of those things because like then you got like the rube or like the dupe the fool it's like the person who is ignorant to the story so they rely on the other two to tell them the truth uh it's a whole thing um yeah so i write and i'm writing a novel where like that is a dynamic in the narrative style um, the world is shaped by Frederick Turner's frontierism thesis, which is like it ex- he says it explains how American democracy developed because they became independent using internal trade systems when they started traveling west. So they had more resources; they could trade with the coast. They didn't have to trade with Britain so often, and they were and they were able to become independent that way. Um, so, like that's like kind of like the setting of the book so i really liked that lore and one of the creatures i liked a lot was this thing called the hide behind which is um it's kind of like supposed to be like a shadow that like follows you and is always hiding behind trees but when you turn around like you can't see it um because it's always hidden and it like stalks you and i guess like it'll take you and eat you and stuff um yikes so One of the main things in my thesis as well is about perpetuation of the mythology, which is like, when you use something, you change it a little bit. And it's like, I prove all this stuff using the introductions in like the original fearsome critters and like these two books that are from like the early 20th century. And by like dragging that out of the story, um, I have to change it so it's not, like, plagiarism, you know? So in my sort of universe, the hide behind is, like, it's kind of like a bear sort of thing. Um, and it wears, like, a big hood. And it's, like, again, it's always hiding and stuff. And it has, um, like, mirrored eyes. Like, its eyes are, like, kind of pearlescent. They're mirrors. Um, so if you look at it in, like, a hand mirror, you know, y- you can see it. Because it gets confused because it, like, it becomes, like, infinite. You know, like, when you look at one mirror at another. So you can, like, trap it? Yeah, kind of. It's just, like, a way to, like, so you can check your shit, but, like, you can't really... It's hard to, like, fight it. Like, it's really hard to, like, fight one. They're all physical things, like, but it's it's really hard to, like, get in a fight with one. You'd have to be, like, a really good hunter. Uh, which like the character of like my book might be that good. I don't know if he's that good. He's, he's pretty good, but this thing's, this thing's kind of hard. Uh, yeah. So like the point is if you look over your shoulder all the time, cause you think something's like haunting you, you're never going to see it. But if you're looking forward, you're allowed to look back like reflectively. That's why you use the mirror, but you're still moving forward. It's, kind of a message get it
0: yeah i actually really
1: like that i i totally get that i'm gonna be honest i was pretty confused during uh the explanation but you got to the end and it all came together and that's good job Lou. yeah
3: it's a a huge run around right it's a gigantic world so it's like really hard to explain without getting in depth and i and i also i knew we needed time so it's like I'd love to talk about that. It's great. Um, no, actually, yeah, but, it's but, on my portfolio. If anyone would like to read it, it is very long. It's like 60 pages, but there's interesting stuff in there. So if you're interested in folklore, mythology, and lumber, like lumberjack folklore, uh, cryptozoology, or my book, like you can read some some parts of my book and parts of my research on my portfolio.
0: Email that to us.
3: Sure. Yeah, it's a it's a good. It's just a link. It's like a bunch of my stuff is on there, like articles I've written for like the alternative, uh, some poetry stuff. Yeah, it's kind of all that's on there.
0: <laughs> so how does this? You loosely touched upon it, and it seems like what you're trying to do is have all your creative projects be connected, whether it's your music or your writing. But how? A little how bit, yeah. So how does this? Because you said it, it influences the music in the sense of like it's about sort of the perspective of like if you're always looking over your shoulder, how can you move forward, right? Mm-hmm. But is there is the song directly based on like, like is the album ba- directly based on the characters in your in your uh, your thesis or is
3: it? No, they're not connected like that. Okay, yeah, it's like just, it's just theme is connected, okay. not the um, the perspective. So the songs also Uh, have
0: standalone meanings as well.
3: Yeah, yeah. Like, there's no like, there's no like singular like first person character or like perspective I'm kind of looking for. It's not like a concept album in that way. Like, there's no like, there's no like one character you're following. Um, So, like, you got like holistic, which is uh, a reference to like one of my favorite authors, uh, Douglas Adams. He wrote Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, and he also wrote a series called uh, Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency, which is, like, the idea is everything is connected, and, you know, you'll you'll find your way to what you're supposed to find. It's, like, a cool thing. And when you feel lonely, like, can you look at that sort of, like, web, and will it make you feel better or not? Uh So it's about a kind of community, I guess. (laughs) That's a really far reach around. Um, What's the second song? Uh, Scorpion Grass is cool. That's, like, the only, like, acoustic song on it. That's, like, one I kept, like, kind of solo. Uh, We were going to put drums at the end, and we just decided against it. Uh, It's very similar to, like, Bogues, who I love, who just put out an EP. That's really, really good. You should check it out. Uh, Paint All the Walls the Same. Very good album. Uh yeah, so Scorpion Grass is like another name for uh Forget Me Not. They're all like references to like plants and stuff. Um and that's kind of like what's that one about really? I mean that's a lot about like letting go. So, like not uh one of the one of the taglines in it that like is in the outro is like um is fall back. It's like fall back on familiar patterns and dangerous habits. And it's it, it, it's just like you know you got to get out of a rut. I guess is like the big thing. It's like sometimes you got to take a step out. Um, Lavender and honey is like
0: the single. When something.
3: Yeah, yeah, really cool video that we did with uh, Joey Lormer and uh, Danny Graham. I'm pretty sure it's his last name, uh, Timeline Visuals. They did a great job on the video. Um, yeah, like that song is kind of about... Uh, I mean, I talked about it in the article for Half Access. I'm trying to remember what I said there. But um, it's, it's kind of about like something feeling comfortable and like familiar and you step into that Or, like, you step out of that, really, because something else seems enticing. It's like, then you're afraid of, like, being in an unfamiliar environment. Um, And it's hard to, like, get what you need out of that. And eventually you got to learn, like, you got to love yourself for it. Or, you know, you're the person that needs to change sometimes. Totally. Damn.
1: You really uh, put a lot of thought into all these songs.
3: Um, yeah, I mean, I've been working on them for a really long time. Like, I I can't remember if I said it before, but like they were originally uh, Lavender and Honey, Holistic and uh, Gorse. The first, middle and last song were originally part of like a different project uh, that was going to be part of a short film that I was going to do where they were the soundtrack to it. And it was like, you know, all based around the songs. Which um, they're totally different songs than the original recordings. It's crazy how different they are. like you you don't you almost wouldn't recognize them. Uh, and they're all like acoustic. Um, so uh Olive Branch, that's like a really that's like a really good song. that's so cool. Um that's about like. I don't know That one's kind of about Like being defiant I guess It's it's uh, I say it's like A spiritual successor To one of the songs On The Divide uh, Brambles It's kind of like An ode to like My my parents Sort of Like There's a bunch of Reference to that um, Because in Brambles It's like the, the kind of story Going on It's like I'm getting drunk In the woods And like Coming out And like Falling Like passing out On the lawn uh, And Then the like opening of olive branch is like kind of this scene where I'm waking up in the garden and the gardens on fire. And like the implication is like, I like I got fucked up and lit the garden on fire. Um, and I'm just like, I'm not ready to, to do what I think I'm ready to do. Like, and then, yeah, that's a really big, like that's a heavy thing. And then there's one line in there that's like one of my favorite ones on like the whole album. And I guess it's going to be out by the time this is out. So I can say it. Don't Um, guess. No. (laughs) uh, It is, I remember the warmth of your neck in my hands when I broke your olive branch. And it's like, it seems like really heavy. Um, And there's a super like stupid, deep dive into it that has to do with like the raven. And the dove that go out and look for the olive branch with like, um, what is it? Um, Moses. Right? No, Moses Noah, Noah. Noah. Noah's, Noah's Ark. Moses. Really Moses remember. did not have the ark. No. Yeah, Moses is the guy who splits the sea and frees the. Uh, yep. Yep. The burn. The burning bush. Right. Yeah. That's right.
0: Burning bush. I
3: do know that.
0: Um. Well, oh yeah, uh, you know about burning the bush.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. So yeah, like deep dive. There's a bunch of stuff into that, but like the idea is, it's very, it's very fragile, and like you're just like turning it down, and you're like, yeah, I'm like basically not being like I'm better off without it, but like uh, I'm ch- I'm going to choose to do this even if it's like a bad decision or something. You just you're making a choice on your own terms like what's a? yeah it's like a big question about what is a bad choice uh like is it always a bad choice for to not make peace with somebody you know like because you could make peace with them and it could lead to like war you know it could just always be spiraling um yeah there's like there's a lot of uh like abandonment shit going on in there you know what i mean uh, and that's kind of like what, that's like what, like this thing feeds on, you know, that's, that's what this thing likes. It, it likes when you like feel like grief or like regret or, uh, guilt, like it's like, oh yeah, good. Like, you know, that's what it feeds on.
0: I feel that. Well, Luke, listen, while we're on the subject of the future, because we do have to start wrapping things up here, it's been a pleasure having you on our show. Talking with Andrew Man. and Chris at Talking Podcast. It has been
3: very good talking with you. Talking with Andrew and Chris at Podcast.
1: <laughs> at
3: Talking Podcast. <laughs> at Talkin Podcast.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, so why don't you? We do have a set question we ask all of our yeah, guests. Uh, season two.
1: It's a good one though. So, like, get ready. It's it's a thinker.
0: So Luke, if you had to describe yourself with one word as a creative, out of all the many things you do, and the whole point of this is the spontaneity of it, so the first word that comes to mind, and then you get to elaborate on it afterwards, but like, how would you describe yourself if you had to, uh, what you do right now, because we're asking you on the show? Um, that's hard. Uh, well, you're you the guys, writer, so you figure right? it out.
3: <laughs> you guys play D&D, right? Got him. Uh, Wild you know Mage. That. Wow. That's two words. Whatever. Put it into one. Hyphenate it. I mean it's wild magic. Yeah, like but, yeah, wild yeah, magic. magic. Like, you know. That
1: shit's crazy. Alright, I'll give you we'll hyphenate it just to get we'll, you. We'll
3: we'll
0: give it to you because we like that answer. <laughs> yeah. But just for any future guests listening,
1: yeah, uh, this for,
3: shit ain't gonna fly. For going someone
1: forward. and also for someone who doesn't know what wild magic is in D and D, why don't you explain why you picked Wild
3: um, Magic? okay, so I've been watching this uh, show called Dimension Twenty. Uh, it's a college humor thing and they like D and D and it's really, really cool. It's called the unsleeping city there in New York. And one of the characters is, uh, a wild magic, whatever mage, I just call it a wild Sorcerer. Sorcerer. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. Cause they have sorcery points. That's right. Um, okay. So the character it's Allie Beardsley and the character's name is Pete the plug and he's a drug dealer and he's like, he's like a dream wizard or sorcerer or whatever and like he's like the way that it like functions is just like you're trying to do like spells and it's so unconventional this character and i and then you have like the surge which is like it keeps building up and if you roll like under it like something crazy happens uh and you can like kill your whole party if like it gets like bad enough um and but you can also make something
1: funny, like a beard full of feathers. Yeah, you it can make like have a to dog be like do appear,
3: and the dog could like be like a pizza delivery guy. I don't know, just anything crazy.
1: One time, one time, I was playing a wild magic sorcerer, and I accidentally turned everybody, my party, and the enemies all invisible because I cast heal
3: on myself. <laughs> wow! But that's why I that's, like it's so, like, wow. it's so unpredictable, <laughs> and like, you know, I, I mean, I think that's like a big part of like where I'm at in my life like that I feel like finding stability is very hard um and I don't just mean routine like I mean like feeling like comfortable about that routine it gets difficult to like do the same thing all the time if it's not positive so like I feel like I want that unpredictability sometimes and I want to be able to make crazy shit happen uh and the best way that I can do that is like writing or doing like music like making art and that's really cool um and that's a good way to conceptualize how i do what i do and like what i enjoy all at the same time so if you want me to encapsulate me there you go
0: great answer man cool. i loved it luke before we let you go since obviously you do a lot i actually learned a lot about what you're working on that i didn't know about from this interview so we normally don't do this but I actually really had a great time chatting with you. Um, against my better judgment, having you on the oh. show, I wanna, I wanna <laughs> throw that out there. So yeah, you took
3: a bigger um,
0: risk I'm glad, I, I, well, I'm glad <laughs> well, you feel uh, it went well. Yeah, Chris, yeah. thanks for yeah, thanks, yeah, thanks for taking Trent. one for the team, Chris. I, I'm glad you feel that I feel it went well. And so with that being <laughs> said, Luke, uh, we just want to know like what can people expect from Luciano Ferrara? Uh, drop the Luciano Ferrara, the ensuing disaster going forward.
3: I mean, we want to do, we want to play shows. Like we really, now that we have like a solid lineup, uh, we want to like start playing shows because we do a lot of things in the live set that we don't do uh, that aren't on that album. We play one of the newer songs. Uh, We're like working on some cover ideas that are really cool. Uh, And one of them is super funny. (laughs) Um, I really hope we do it. Uh, So that will be awesome if we get that figured out. Anyway. The, uh, the full length, concept record, hopefully, like, you know, we're working on, like, getting demos of that or the songs we have finished. Just trying to get something out there for y'all to listen to. Like, that's what the EP is about. So you can, like, you know, have an idea of what we're going to sound like. So, you know, you're not just, like, booking us and being like, oh, like you say, you're a folk rock band. Because, like, I don't really know how to describe Because
0: mm-hmm. what does yeah. that mean? What we, does that really mean? I get it. I get it. I get it. Well, and Luke,
1: also, where can they find all
0: of this stuff that we've been talking about? Yeah, I wanted to say, you know, the EP's out now. Yeah. The Lavender and Honey music video is out now. So, Where can they keep up to date with that and, and wait for more? Like uh, like Andrew, the main host of this show, just said. Thank you, Chris, back. the
1: co-host Yo, the of this, this show. This Thank is, is, you, Andrew. This
3: is out by the time we talk about this because I just had, like, a problem with the distro shit um, <laughs> that... We it uploaded one of the songs without adding the band name to it before and then I was trying to put it on the album and it's like the edit request is processing so like it won't upload the album and I'm so annoyed. So like,
0: yeah, you're fucked, yeah, bro. I don't really
3: know, Dude, you. no. <laughs> yeah, nah, we just mess with you. We have no idea about that shit. We
0: no, they got, got a lot of people working shit.
1: over there at Spotify, I'm sure. Oh my god, there. you
0: know Dude, know. I
1: literally... Hold on, hold on. Real quick, real quick about Spotify. I was complaining about Spotify one time on Twitter, and their customer service thing DM'd oh, me, and they that. were like, yeah, do you have Can any you other ideas? I was like, yeah. Um, why can't I just like go to a playlist and hit add songs and add songs to playlist? And they're like, yeah, we'll run it up the flagpole. And then like a week and a half later, you could add songs to playlist yeah, just by going like, to a playlist and then add songs. So you're welcome. It's
3: like...
0: So basically, Andrew's got you covered. Basically, I'll put in a
1: good word for you because they like me. Okay,
3: over here. I just need them to like let the first single have the band name so that it's the same metadata as the one going on the EP so that the whole EP isn't halted by this one single being different. I might just drop drop the single. I might just remove the single as I'm going to do that.
1: I have, I have it on good authority that everybody at Spotify listens to
0: this podcast. So I think you're good. Yeah, pretty much. So Luke, I want everyone to know that we only mess with you a little bit cause we're all like really good friends and we know you and we thank you for coming on our show. We'd like you to leave the people with where they can find you, keep up to date with you and just, just let them know like what song you want to, uh, us to play. Uh, out here.
3: Oh yeah, that's right. We're going to be too. Uh, so you can find us at, you can find me, I guess, at Gianno Ferrara. Um, like, uh, uh Luciano R Ferrara, I guess, is like all my like handles, um, and you can find the band at ensuing disaster. Uh, you can, i you know, we'll get the distro thing sorted out. I, you know, I know, uh, but like you can you can search either my name or you can search ensuing disaster and you should be able to find you know both of them because that better be how the distro works. Uh, and you can catch us wherever we're. Gonna start playing shows, especially if you live right in my neighborhood, because that's likely where the shows are gonna be. Sick.
0: And what distributor do you use, so we can tell everyone out there not to use? No, it? no, it's not like that. It's
3: not, <laughs> it's not like that. Oh. Okay. Uh, I I used to use CD Baby, well, and you have to just... pay a lot of money for that. So then I started using DistroKid because it's like one payment for the year, and you can just run the rest of it. I might just delete the. So
1: basic. So basically you're telling everyone to just directly upload to Napster just for the best quality. I mean, it does go insurance. to
0: Napster. Yeah, Napster's like a real streaming yeah. service now. Uh, I'm yeah. sure you knew that.
1: Whatever. I've got all my demos up on LimeWire. So. It, but.
0: That's oh, so whack. whack. Oh. <laughs> mm. <laughs> all right, well, Luke, hide. we got to get going. We appreciate you giving Ow. us your time, your stories, your yeah. hijinks.
1: Uh, yes, and uh, what, what song would you like to leave the people with? Oh, I can pick any of them because... You can pick any song that we have the rights to oh, use. Oh, yeah. I mean, pick <laughs> per- preferably one that you're use, performing, uh, but, you know, honestly, you can pick whichever one you want.
3: Use. Okay. Use Olive Branch. That's that's a fun song, and hopefully that'll, you know, be up and working by then. Cool.
0: Here's uh, here's Olive Branch by Luke Ferrara, the biblically inspired Oh, what a, Olive Branch. what a way to say it. On, uh, on talking yeah, with Andrew. What a way. And Chris. Peace. That felt weird.
2: I woke with fingers broken, face down in my garden. As the smoke rose, I felt my heart begin to harden. Drowning in the whites of the margin, so a day spent in the red results in tumultuous ocean waters like tsunamis in my head. And I wanna say that I'm sorry to my mom and to my dad Cause my heart's not ripe for harvest and I've been fucking things up bad Yeah, my heart remains unguarded, a target for scuffs and dance. So bury your head in the sand, swallow the salt and cough up the seeds I need to cultivate this land Cause I can't meet demands, bury my head in the sand, so I never hear your voice again, and I remember the warmth of your neck in my hands, when I broke your olive branch. I
0: Yeah, we're just faking it. It was perfect. Did you
1: actually hit it, though?